Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode we can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where all of its box office profits will be used to fund revolutionary hip surgery. Hip surgery? Surgery. He's this guy, he's this doctor in Eastern Europe who's really good at fixing hips. To bring Andy Murray back. I just want him back, John. I want him back. He's not even gone yet and I want him back. I'm Joel, a man who puts the core in freshly cut lawn tennis courts, and across from me is John Harris, a man who used to live just metres away from the green, green lawns of Wimbledon, but refused to engage in the so-called sport, declaring it a silly game for men and women in tight shorts. All of that's true, but now I'm immediately going to go back on it and say, yeah, not that we're a serious podcast, but fair play to Andy Murray, and if you if you don't like Andy Murray because his personality type isn't your then kind your of personality type is the one I don't yeah. want to like. Just because you've got a dry sense of humour, you think he's not a sports personality. Anyway. I've, loved, I've, loved, I've loved Andy Murray since day one. I'm, a, so, I'm a big Andy Murray I think fan. he's really funny. I think, I think he's, he's the best. I anyway. love him so much. Oh, Andy. I'm sorry, Andy. love tennis so much. It's great. But we're not here for tennis. You should listen to the tennis podcast for that. And they'll probably do a similar plug. They'll start talking about <laughs> made-up films. And they'll be like, hang on. During the Australian Open. Yeah. <laughs> John, we're here to pitch films. Yeah. Do you want one from me? Uh, no, I want one from me. This one's from <laughs> this one's from Millie. Oh, yeah. John Harris Must Die. <laughs> uh, is that your script or is that a note you found <laughs> under your pillow? <laughs> so for the record, Millie is, uh, is my girlfriend. Yeah. And she I- just shouts at you. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah. She, like- like, she doesn't know about this podcast. <laughs> She's like, I was like, yeah, like the film John Tucker Must Die. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What does she have in her hand when she said this? Which kind of? <laughs> bread knife. Oh, oh, horrible way to go. Yeah. The thing about a bread knife, the thing about, because the bread knife is you're using for cutting bread. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, if you've got like a sourdough or something that's not got a lot of give to it, there's a lot of slipping around going and you can, I'd say it's one of the. You're most like I bet you most finger cuts come from a bread knife. Mm. Yeah, my sister cut the top of her finger off cutting a bagel when we were children. I don't think a bread knife is involved. I heard on another podcast recently an observation that was so closely aligned to my own real life. It was the most acutely brilliant piece of observational comedy ever about bread knives. Okay. That's it. No, um, it was to the, shout out the podcast. It was the, the tennis podcast. I can't re- no, I can't remember what podcast it was. It was the tennis podcast. <laughs> 
Um, they never talk about tennis on that phone. I don't know why I keep listening. <laughs> the, the observation was that um, their parents' house, I feel like it might have been Nishikuma, their parents' house has no sharp knives in it because they've owned them forever. Yeah. And so, so the sharpest knife that can do any cutting they have is the bread knife, which they just use for everything. Yeah. So I think they carve might... meat with a bread knife and stuff. My girlfriend's parents do the same thing. The only knife with any resistance is the bread knife. Yeah. I used to do hilarious jokes where I'd just rub their knives against my arteries. <laughs> Not <laughs> with them. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic um, gag, isn't it? I would say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a limb and suggest that it was probably from the off-menu podcast. And I think you might be right, the Christmas Good episode. Good it might be the Christmas. Yeah, because that would not make sense about the carving out. meat. Yeah, so yeah, uh, we're not 100% sure on this, but if that's right, we've correctly credited it. If not, uh, sue us. Um, <laughs> uh, John Harris must die. Yeah. I'd watch it. Well, well, thanks. Does he die? Does John, right, John Tucker must die is about an adulterous man and yeah. they take it to the extreme. He's a, real, he's a real player and a ladies' man, so we're going to have to really change the, um, <laughs> the, the plot of the film to suit you. Well... But then I could they the reason that you could be trying to kill me is for different reasons. I don't. It doesn't have to. Draw be, a list. Yeah. Draw a list. <laughs> it doesn't have to. Because we normally sort of record for about forty minutes. So like, <laughs> fit many more films in there. Yeah. So John Harris must. It's the must, isn't it? It's not like will die or could die. Yeah. I don't think. I assume John Tucker doesn't actually die. I think they just get uh. revenge and publicly humiliate him, which for you is a fate worse than death. I think, yeah, the idea of knowing that most people don't like me would be worse than death. Oh, yeah. that's bleak. Um, that's, that's one of the, hmm. that's the bleakest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, hmm. Anyway, so I assume because we're like, you know, working on exaggerated stereotypes of people and stuff. So my my death would be in some way neuroses based. Yep. Or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You like hand sanitizer. You, you dissolve your own skin with hand sanitizer. Yeah. I'm in a lift. And you're too awkward to tell someone about it. I'm in a broken lift with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> you just die. <laughs> I don't even kill myself. I literally just die. You're in a broken... How about this? You're in a lift at a hospital full of doctors, right? And, yeah. and you, and you're eating pork scratchings, and you start choking on one, but you're too embarrassed to tell a doctor that you're choking on pork scratching <laughs> that you choked to death in the lift. Don't mind, don't, don't mind me. Don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I can go for that. Mm. Weird, that'd be a weird film to watch. <laughs> is it just you and the day building up? You buy the por- the pork scratches are like Chekhov's gun, right? You buy them at the start of the film. Oh, lovely! And, they're the, and then they're just and they we never see them again until you choke on one of the. Ends. No, I think every sequence ends with a shot of the pork scratches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like bits where you almost forget them and you go back to get them and stuff. And if you hadn't gone back to get the pork scratches, you never would have died. I love it. This podcast is sponsored by pork scratchings. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Uh, do you want one from me? Yes, please. So Jenny got in touch to say that. Um, that really rubbish Stan and Ollie and Holmes and Watson suggestion from last week was really rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my suggestion, I think. So, Stan and Ollie, but it's skateboarding slapstick. Oh! Like an Ollie! Oh, yeah, I can go for that. That's pretty good, isn't I it? I can go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is it, do. is it one of Laurel and Hardy skateboarding? I don't know which one's Stan and which one's Ollie. Oh, mate! Yeah, my, my Laurel and Hardy knowledge is Stan not good. Laurel is the thin one. Okay. Is that, yeah, that's a nice, that's an all right way to identify them. That's how they identify themselves. I think that's fine. How you else said he's you, the thin else, one as how opposed else would you to identify them, and the other one's the larger one. Yeah. So Stan and Ollie. So it's they basically invent skateboarding. Oh, cool. So for one it, of their films, oh, so they have to they're like removal men or something, and they have to get things from one place to another quickly, quickly. and they invent the skateboard, like when Marty McFly invents the skateboard in the fifties. Is that what happens? There, he goes back in time, yeah. and there's like kids scooting on these weird scooters that are basically a skateboard with a stick attached to the front, and he that, breaks the stick off. 
He's, he's so like, kid, cool. give me this. And he kicks the stick off and he skates around. Oh, he's so yeah. cool. And I get a big erection. Your fa- one of your favourite films, if not the, right? Yeah, it probably is, yeah. I would. I, I'm looking forward to the slapstick involved with, I assume that they have to transport a large pane of glass across a road while skateboarding, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. The uh, like in those days, and then the, the classic visual gag there, right, is that they're they're both on a skateboard, yeah, with a pane of glass between them, yeah, and something comes down the road and it just passes through them. They never pick the pane of glass up. Wait, what? So, you think they've got a pane of glass in their hands? Uh... They're at either end of the pane of glass. They're skating across the road, and someone's cycling down. You're like, oh no, they're going to hit the pane of glass, and they cycle right through. And the guys are like, oh, we left the bloody pane of glass back the other side of the road. Lovely. That's good, isn't it? That's good, I like it. It's a it. good visual gag. Have you it seen... It reminds me of a sketch I once did at a Christian summer camp. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> like, listen to the end for the story of the Christian summer camp. Great, great tease. Um, oh, it just, you know it would be good because in those days, like from, from like the, you know, Chaplin uh, days all the way to there. Buster the Keaton, was he another one of the big guys? Buster Keaton is the man. Yeah. I'd forgotten his name for a second there and I was really... Big Keats. I was really disappointed because... People talk about Chaplin, but Keaton's the guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what you're saying? Fuck Chaplin. That's exactly is that what you're saying. That's the internet, isn't it? Yeah. I, I just said Keaton's the man, and now you're like John Boris, Harris yeah. says fuck <laughs> Chaplin. Yeah. So um, yeah, and you know that it'll all be like practically made effects, even if it's people pretending to hold a pane of glass. Yeah. And you, I would love it. I love practical effects. Have you seen? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. The Buster Keaton one where the, the house falls on. Oh, amazing. And then Steve McQueen remade it for some reason. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> Which Steve McQueen? Uh, the modern director. Not the guy who... Not the great escape Jumped one. over a fence on a motorbike. No. Well, as oh, far I'd as like I know... i Steve McQueen recreate that. <laughs> I'm surprised that you haven't pitched that as a thing. Is, is direct McQueen. British director recreates... The great escape. The great escape. Hey, tune in next week. On the subject of skateboarding, actually, good. Um, Stu has these two suggestions. Yep. Tony Hawk's pro skate full hate. <laughs> That's very good. And Matt Hoffman's pro BMX men. I don't remember Matt Hoffman's pro BMX. Oh, Joel's oh, it's very just, excited. That's hit a right little neuron in my brain of childhood right there. Matt Hoffman's pro BMX was better than Tony Hawk's pro skater. What? Excuse Mic me? drop. Now, maybe that's because I preferred BMXs. Um, but I love Matt Hoffman's BMX. Okay. Dave Mirror was another one. He, uh, was a, he, was big, he was pretty big on the BMX scene. He had his own game, but I only had that as a demo, whereas uh, I owned yeah. the full version of Matt Hoffman's BMX. I love the Tony Hawk games, though. Yeah? I used to think I was pretty good at skateboarding. I could, I could grind for 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you used to play them? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it three on the GameCube? I think that was my sweet spot. No, four. Was it four in the GameCube? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that one. And there were cheat codes where you could be Boba Fett. Yes, oh, and also I like, still remember the cheat code, right? The cheat code you put in was "Watch me explode," and you unlocked it everything. Unlocked uh, it. Unlocked. <laughs> it. I, I'm speaking like I would have done when I owned uh, the game. Um, you unlock everything, and one of them was, was being Boba Fett, mate. You had a jetpack. Yeah, um, it made it very easy. So yeah, uh, the, you never the, see a whole pipe. <laughs> well, you do. They're called pipes. <laughs> no, no, I Joe, you've just moved house recently. The plumbers aren't calling them whole pipes. They're just calling them pipes. Yeah, I did ask a lot. <laughs> They're like, you see this whole pipe? Can I skateboard in it? <laughs> no, it's it's really small. Yeah. Um, Is any of the water transported I, by a half pipe? <laughs> if I cut it in half, will Tony Hawk come round? <laughs> no, again, it's still really small. Uh, yeah, and they just roll. They just take all my money. Oh yeah, well, they will. Yeah, we've made them <laughs> skateboard pipes. Um, right. The, the hateful eight is about a bunch of like cowboys and bandits locked oh, yeah, in a in a in a house in. I don't like the hateful eight. 
there's a big twist in the middle of it where an actor who you're not expecting, like not a not a staple Tarantino actor, just appears. It's not even in the middle of it, isn't it? How it ends? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, but he's there for like the last like half hour, but it is like a four hour film, so that is the end. But what's really annoying? We're talking about the same twist. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the Hate for Late and plan on doing it, don't. But if you are planning on doing it, don't listen to this bit. When they come out of the floor, yeah, that's like, I thought that's like the very end. They kill everyone. Mm, there's a bit of time. I maybe. What's it's... really annoying about that is that you don't know about them. Yeah, they're not mentioned previously in the film. No, it's like a sp- it's surprise. It's so rubbish. That is rubbish, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, by the way, they were in the cellar. These guys were in the cellar of this building the whole time. I can't think of the actor's name for the life. Channing Tatum. Ta- yeah, Channing What's wrong Tatum. with you today? Channing Tatum well, appears out of the floor. You've got Buster Keaton and Channing Tatum. The, the you studied. You studied film. <laughs> that was weeks one and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I—I I mean, I think there's a lot more for us to go on off of pro BMX men. Yeah, 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 yeah. What current X man would be the best at BMX? <laughs> Why not? Because he he doesn't have control of his legs. Yeah, but he can. What can he control? How does he move around in that chair with his mind? Yeah, yeah. Apply that to a fucking BMX, mate. That's like a hmm. Yeah, mm. I don't know how his Magneto powers work. Magneto would be great because they're made of metal, so he could just jump a million feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> it, why is that not how it works? He could sit on it and then make it lift up, <laughs> couldn't he? Of course he could. And then just keep doing backflips <laughs> until he wins the X Games. And he keeps uh, looking down and going, have I won the X Games yet? Do another backflip. Have I won the X Games yet? The X-Men I, Games. I've just, got an, I've just got an image of, in my head of him just just like casually sitting on a BMX and then, just and then immediately up. rocketing like four miles into the air. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. The reason you've got that image is because that's exactly what I meant. Of course, it can't he do that? He can manipulate metals to do anything. Yeah, but today I feel like his interference with it would affect it. But you're right. Why... Why does he ever travel in planes or anything? <laughs> He's just BMX everywhere. He's just BMX everywhere. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Imagine if Serena McKellen just skidded up every time he <laughs> was on the scene. I'd love that. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the correct answer, isn't Wolverine it? Wolverine bad punctures. And then the rest of them, oh, just different varying levels of BMX skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what about this one from Michael? Rob's in the hood. Rob Lowe and Rob Schneider star in this zany comedy about two brothers that try and steal a billionaire's prize painting. The plan is to sell it back to him in an auction with the money raised going to charity. This is quite an involved concept. Mm. I like it. Yeah, that is good. They've obviously got a lot of time on their hands. Hey, leave Michael alone. He's he's a wonderful contributor to this podcast. And if you're listening and you've not been a contributor, then shame Lazy. on you. Slackers. Shame on you. Slackers. Yeah, Think you can do better. Uh, yeah, so Rob Lowe and Rob Schneider. Excellent combo. Yeah, what a combo. Although, like, it's, Rob Schneider's been, like, recently really unwoke, so let's uh, let's not call him excellent. Let's Was he ever woke? Yeah, true. Rob's in the hood, so he's got... the. I guess the thing is, he's got two famous Robs, and then they're doing the Robin Hood kind of thing. Yeah, that's good, that's selling. good. But they're yeah. super rich. They could just donate some of their money and, you know, good be done with it. Point. So they lose all their money because of this person. Rob Beckett and Robbie Williams. They're both skin, famously skin. <laughs> When I think about Roy Williams and money, money always comes to my mind because I remember he got a record deal once. Yeah, this is amazing. And he came out of the room and stared directly into the news camera and said, I'm rich, I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. I yeah. really rate that. And people took it like I, seriously. I really, respe- I really respect that. It was an £80 million record deal, I think. Yeah. I, re- I really respect it. Yeah. What's he going to do? Oh, oh, bloody, only offered me a couple of quid. <laughs> <laughs> You're Robbie Williams. It was like the height of his yeah. fame. And then he released Escapology. What an album. Come on. Is that? Yeah, that's a great album. Oh, come on. Come on, done. Oh, that's not on that, is it? Oh, 
Oh, God, who cares? Don't know um, Mike and Robbie, mate. My only issue with this uh, plan, Michael, Would is... you like to see Robbie Williams live? I don't think I'd say if no. If I said, John, I've got two tickets to Robbie live. How much are we saying, though? Because I'd imagine he's the charging triple... F- yeah, I'd go. I've stolen them. <laughs> Would you tell me that you've stolen them? Because I might feel I'd, a bit bad. I'd turn to you during Angels and I'd say... <laughs> these tickets... These are nicked. From children. <laughs> I'd nick these from children. And you go, I don't give a I'm loving Angels. You just go. <laughs> You'd sing over it, pretending you hadn't heard it. <laughs> that is how I deal with any uncomfortable situations. Exactly. Eight bars from Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it's so awkward. Yeah. So when you were choking on that pork scratching. <laughs> I was scratching. Oh, you should sing an Angel. <laughs> You must have a throat surgery. Right. Michael, the issue I have with this is why would you... If you've stolen something from someone, you can't sell it back you to them in auction. To you can't. You can't. That's the the one person on earth you can't sell it back to is the person you stole it from. Especially when it's so specific. It's not like you stole their laptop, wiped it, and then were like, hey, uh, just so happens I've got a similar laptop going cheap. It was a very specific art piece. Yeah. Mm. So send us another idea, Michael, yeah. and we'll be... Yeah. <laughs> B minus. Hopefully, B, you can get yeah. an A next time. Be better, time. Michael. Be better. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get thirty? Thirty. Ready to get thirty? Ready to get twenty? Twenty. Twenty. Ready to get twenty? Twenty. Ready to get fifteen? Fifteen. 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 Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Do you want one from me? Yeah. This one's from Matt. Tell me why I don't like whatever happened to Monday. Wait, what? New, it's like a beat poem. There's a new, yeah. There's a new Netflix film called Whatever Happened to Monday. Oh, okay. It stars Numi Rapace. It stars her seven times. I've seen I've seen the film. And? It's shit. More on uh. that in a second. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. There's a song by the Boomtown Rats. Oh, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm here now. All, all Matt said was... Um, the Boomtown Rats soundtrack, a confusing vision of the future. Okay. So tell me about whatever Monday. happened to Monday. Yeah. So it's one of the, it's a dystopian future. There's like a new, the, uh, the earth is overpopulated. So they go one child policy. Uh, classic. Absolute classic solution, right? One child policy. Uh, and they, they're really strict on it. And there's border patrols and they scan you. And like, if you've got a sibling, you get taken away and cryogenically frozen. Okay, cool. And the idea is you'll be thawed out when the earth's population is reduced. 
It's confusing. That's a confusing premise, right? Yeah. Willem Dafoe has seven kids in the past. Oh, God. His That's... wife, who must die in childbirth, I assume, Text never really Defoe. mentioned, has seven children. Right. And he has them at a hospital where they're not going to... It would have been weird if she'd, if she'd not had seven children after you just said Willem Dafoe. Although, different parents. I apologise. Go back. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this is, this is 2073. Sorry. Things have moved on from Apologies. the crazy world of 2019 where we've all got one parent. And he keeps them a secret. And he names them... They're all identical because they're all played by Numi Rapace. And he names them all after a day of the week. And they can only leave the house on that day of the week. And that's how they live their life. And so they, they're never known to be a sibling because they all pretend to be one person. Mm. It's an interesting setup. Yeah. It's a really terrible film. Yeah, the concept. I'd recommend watching it. Okay. I'd say, you know, in a former life, we used to do a thing about bad films. Yeah. This would like... Oh, really? Like, that bad? I think it could be that bad. Wow. Yeah. She's... Because the cast involves great. Yeah, good there's people. some other good people. Glenn Close is in it. Ah. I know, right? Mm. There's really good people in it, but it's really bad. Okay. Well, but it might have been better if the Boomtown Rats were all over the soundtrack. Yeah. So how does this... Is it just... So Monday disappears. Yeah. That's the idea. Whatever happened to Monday. Okay. Yeah. And it turns out that it was the Boomtown Rats who kidnapped her. Absolutely. Because they don't like Monday. They're all about Mondays. Yeah. Ah, okay. The Rolling Stones turned up for Ruby Tuesday. Has anyone ever written a song about Wednesday? Friday, I'm in love. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Easy like a Sunday morning. Easy like Sunday morning. Thursday. 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 Mm, probably I mean there must be pop songs for every day of the week because there must have been some point is there a pop song for Shrove Tuesday yeah <laughs> is there really yeah Make, is it that making banana pancakes song by yeah. Jack Johnson that's the one pretend like it's Shrove Tuesday yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay I'm I'm aboard a bad film but just re-soundtrack yeah yeah re-soundtracking films and I'm quite into that as a suggestion if people want to suggest um, films they, they've seen but they, they were watching it thinking, mm. this needs more Geldof. It's specifically, I want suggestions of Geldof. Yeah. Bob Geldof, soundtracking other films. Uh, should we do our ideas? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's have a... I've got a couple. I've got a, a couple I really want to do quickly. Do quick fire. Uh, Jason, La La Land Before Time. Very good. Dancing Dinosaurs, next. Um, Lizzie, <laughs> Mary Queen of Bots. We love Mary Queen of Scots. We, it's because it's such an easy rhyming word, isn't it? She harnesses the power of the dark web for personal gain. So she must live now. Mary Queen yeah. of Bots. Yeah. It's like, because obviously like all the bot accounts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets a politics. massive following of bot accounts. So she's actually, she's a hacker. Good. She's a hacker yep. using bots to um, overthrow the government because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she is technically in line for the throne if they went back to the kind of Very good. royal system. Very good. The royal system. Yeah, what would you call it? Back to monarchy, monarchy, monarchy. Yeah, you're, you, you forgot your brain's not working today. I don't know words. Uh, that's good. Is that, is that all the quick fire? Yeah. Good. I'm glad we squoze those in. Right. Do you want one from me? Yeah. Okay. This hasn't got a name, but it's pretty high concept stuff. <laughs> wow. Right. So there's a family, right? Imagine this family, and they've moved from house to house, and they've only ever lived in haunted houses. Everywhere they've gone, all over the world, Uh-oh. it's haunted. Yeah. Here's the catch: they've gotten so used to it, they love it. They move into a new house that isn't haunted and they fucking hate it. So you know the classic trope where someone moves into a haunted house yeah. and they, you know, they can't sleep. That's the least of their problems generally is they can't sleep. But things start happening in the night. Well, this family, that's what they like. So when they move into this new house and it's silent, there's not doors banging in the night, there's no sort of paranormal activity. They hate it, John. They really yeah. hate it. They can't exist in this, in this world. So they start inviting people over with unfinished business, killing them in the hope that they'll haunt the house. Oh, I like that. How about that? 
I'm a big fan. So yeah, they've always moved. They always look online for haunted houses. Yeah. And buy them when they move. And then, and then they bought this one. Maybe it was falsely advertised as being haunted. And they move in. And it's just so calm and placid and they hate it. You know? There's no like, they don't like push the shower mirror and there's someone behind them. That never happens. Every time they, they're always doing it. They're always doing the things that you would do to, that would normally, in a horror film. Like, yeah. They're always putting the shower curtain back really quickly. There's never anything there. They just look sad. And they just can't sleep because it's so quiet and peaceful. They're like drawing ghost faces into the mirrors. Yeah, just they're, they're writing feel. messages on the mirror and they're in the <laughs> condensation. But they know it's them. Rent a ghost is a thing. That was all. I just thought that's what. Oh it, yeah, that's that is a thing. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. I was thinking also they could um, the family. What they'd do is they'd they'd like put online that they're just actually trying to help people out. So they'd be like, "Have you got any unfinished business? Oh, very good. We're a charity very set good. up very to just good. help very people with unfinished good. business. Yeah. But the problem is like the first bunch of people that they do is like they just need to like. They've, their loft bought, isn't loft conversion isn't done. Yeah, or like you know, <laughs> they forgot to get a lemon when they went shopping. Yeah. So the yeah. Fini- the business is the business is finished really quickly, so yeah. the ghosts don't um, stay for very long. Yeah. If your unfinished business was your shopping, you'd never be able to do it. Interesting. You I'm could probably sure. do it online. Yeah, probably. Ghosts get online. <laughs> great. Ghosts on haunted computers and stuff is definitely the next thing, isn't it? They uh, they must have in done film. it already. Yeah, they in must the real have, world. In the, well, yeah, I think they must have done it. All right. Well, here's an equally high concept idea from me: Shrek's Machina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know. But is that, have you just got the name, or have you figured out what will happen, what's going to happen there? Uh, so, um, Lord Farquhar. Yes. There's a, they, yeah, I can see it. They got similar jawlines. The, uh, he in. invites Fiona over, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she has to work out whether Shrek is a robot or not. Yeah, uh, yeah. whether he's an ogre or not. Yeah, and the twist is she's an ogre. Yeah, and we're all ogres. And everyone's an ogre. Isn't that kind of what happens at the end of Shrek? That, I think you described Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna read. Uh, it's also some sort of donkey present. Just an idea. Here's a wild idea. How about talking donkey voice by Eddie Murphy? Okay. And in the morning, he's making waffles. Hey, I've got two words for you. Yeah? Smash mouth. It's actually one word. (laughs) Oh, Smash Mouth are going to... They're not just going to have one song in this film. No. They'll be soundtracking the whole thing. That's quite impressive, isn't it? What, the fact they just got one song in that film, yet somehow they're like eternally associated. Associated with it, yeah. 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 It is pretty impressive. Mm. Because at the end of that film... There's I'm a Believer by the Monkeys, yeah. as performed no cares about by Eddie Murphy, I believe. Eddie Murphy, yeah. The which dragon's is, there. Yeah, which yeah, is... Yeah, the pigs do have a great turn. Yeah, so... Yeah. Is, is that, that the film that ends with the big karaoke session at yeah. the end? I oh. think so. Because two's the wedding? No. I think... Yes. I, or is uh, three the wedding? At the time, I had that on DVD, and I think... Or video, maybe. No, maybe DVD. Anyway, uh, but I know that I... Definitely watched it so many times. I knew that entire karaoke sequence yeah. off by heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you'd like be like, now you'd be conducting it. Now yeah. the pigs. <laughs> now the gingerbread Wolf. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of that. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, That's so a good um, idea, mate. Shrek's mass. Yeah. If anyone out there's got a name for my haunted house film suggestion, that'd be great. Genuinely, we are we are so, the bucket of film ideas is so empty. Yeah, I think there might be a hole in it. Yeah, but, so. so please, please, if you're listening and haven't done one before, or or if you have done one before, and you know, even if we were mean, I'm sorry now, and uh, we'll be less mean next time, maybe. But please send we'll us not make some any film promises. ideas. If you've got thick skin, send them in. <laughs> that's the new catchphrase. Yeah, that's catchphrase. <laughs> it's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we know it's the end of the show, because there is a knock, knock, knock at the studio door. And entering the room is... Oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's Stan and Laurel, and they... 
Oh, they seem to be carrying some sort of big pane of glass between them. <laughs> D- whoa, whoa! <laughs> that was me. That was them falling over in a slapstick way. I went to a Christian camp. Yeah. There's a lot. This is a rich scene, right? I spent. A, I spent. I used to occasionally go to a Christian camp in the summer. Are you? Were you raised? Religious? My grandparents were very religious, but here's the thing. Oh, sorry. It was sold to me by a guy at school. He was like, I go to this really cool <laughs> camp Fun. every summer. Yeah. They do loads of cool activities. It's yeah. great. He didn't mention the religious uh, stuff once. And so I I've, went there. Have I told you about this before? No, but I think I had a similar thing as a kid. It was really? a riv- river camp. And. Uh, it sounds like a dance. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was river river camp, and um, I was raised as a Roman Catholic, and this was like Church of England. So I was being a bit of a rebel. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so that's you crazy. <laughs> anyway, and it, that's by the by. But they snuck a lot of religion in there without me really knowing about it. Anyway, we were all in dorms, and every night for the week there was like like an ensemble show, and you yeah. could you could say your dorm wanted to do a show, or you could do like an individual sketch every single night, like seven o'clock for an hour or so. They relied on everyone to provide the entertainment. It's quite a lot of pressure. Yeah. There'd be like a couple of hours. You, don't get me wrong. You did a lot of fucking great activities in the day. A Good. lot of sport. A lot of fun. Okay, cool, cool. But, you know, and then you'd, there'd be a meal times and a bit of religion. Uh, but for one ensemble piece, remember this is relating to the invisible pane of glass, right? I don't know where this sketch comes from, so I'm going to pretend we invented it. <laughs> Good. But there's a man squatting on stage, just squatting, right? Yeah. Reading a newspaper. And he's just squatting there, hovering. Another man walks on stage and he goes, this, this is going to be all men because it was all male dorms, obviously. This is Christian camp. <laughs> we barely spoke to the women. Um, another guy goes on stage. He's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing there? And the guy's like, I'm just hanging out on an invisible bench. And the guy's like, is there room enough for me there? And the guy's like, yeah, of course. And so the other guy goes and squats down. And he's next to him. Just starts eating an apple or whatever. Next guy comes out. He's like, you guys, what are you doing? Just... Hovering there, they're like, we're not hovering here. We're on the we're on the invisible bench, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, my legs really ache. Could I take a load off with you for a bit?" And then he goes and sits down with them as well. And they're like, "Sure, there's so much room on this bench." And then the fourth guy comes out. He's like, "Guys, what are you doing there? Oh, just hovering it, you know?" You, and they're like, "We're sat on the invisible bench," and that guy's like, "No, you're not. I moved it over there yesterday." And they all fall over. That's quite good. It's a good sketch, right? And we invented that sketch. Um. And that, that, I think that's the moment comedy was born. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.